branding is who you are as a company. Marketing is, is all the various ways that you tell people you are. Right. So branding is, is, is the core thing. Marketing is all of the messaging out. And right. you have to start with branding first. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Good Lawyer Show with Matt and Tom. That's right, our CEO and co-founder, Brett Colvin, has been unceremoniously cast aside for a younger, better-looking co-founder of Good Lawyer, Tom Alvarez. Tom is the chief product officer and is one of the key people responsible for the look and feel of the Good Lawyer website, as well as the driving force behind Good Lawyer's branding across all of our channels. Joining me and Tom on the show this week is Lynn Rennie. Lynn is an entrepreneur, instructor at the Alberta University of the Arts, and design director at Coco Co Chocolatiers. Through our conversation, Lynn provides branding insights that are valuable to business owners, law firms, and yes, even lowly legal startups. Branding is a large part of the reason that we are willing to spend $800 on a phone with a half-eaten piece of fruit stickered on it, and why we are willing to stay in a 20-minute line for the privilege of paying $5 for a cup of coffee. Really, if you think of any emotional connection that you have to a company or product, their branding strategy is likely a large part of the reason you feel the way you do. Lynn also played an important role in helping develop the strategy behind Good Lawyers Branding and our drive to enhance access to justice. And we are very happy to welcome her on this week's show. And finally, before I run out of breath, if you or your business is facing any COVID-19 related issues, Good Lawyer is offering a free 15-minute legal advice session. Simply visit our website at goodlawyer.ca, click on our COVID-19 resource page, and book your free legal advice session with one of our fantastic lawyers by entering the promo code hashtag washyourhands. All right, I swear to God I'm finished with the announcements. Let's jump right into the show. Lynn, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much, Matt, for having me. Well, it's completely our pleasure and very happy to have you on board. Uh, so why don't we start by giving our listeners a bit of background on who you are and also how you have come to help Good Lawyer with some of its branding. Okay, so in addition to being an entrepreneur and, and having a job as a design director, uh, like a professional graphic designer, I'm also an instructor at the Alberta University of the Arts in the Visual Communications Department. And I teach two courses there. So advanced graphic design packaging and the other course I teach is a teach is advanced graphic design brand and Tom was my student in, this past year um, and Tom has uh, just graduated and congratulations. Actually, I have a question that I believe our listeners have a right to know. Um, what grade did Tom get? <laughs> oh, I think that's privileged information. I would, yeah, I would just not be allowed. Here. <laughs> I, got an a. Yeah. I got an A. It was an A let the record show. They were oh, all there. You go. I would expect nothing less of you, Tom. Yeah. You overachiever, you. <laughs> Sorry, continue on, Lynn, please. Oh, that's all right. Well, Tom uh, was, was an excellent student, a great contributor to the class, uh, a, a real leader in class. And uh, it was my privilege to get to know him and, and to teach him or to guide him because he's super smart. He's super educated, well-educated already. Right. And, um, uh, and Tom ended up um, pitching to me using his cover 
as, um, as a hands-on project in class for our work. And so I, I said, of course, that sounds fantastic. And what better experience than real life entrepreneurial project um, to deal with branding and, and, and that kind of thing. So that's, that's, what, that's what he did. Well, Tom, you have, you, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it, Lynn, Tom, you have a bit of an interesting story yourself. Uh, maybe you can just tag on to, to what Lynn was saying there. Cause you were, uh, what were you doing before you decided to go to law, uh, to design school and, uh, how did this all come about for you? Yeah, absolutely. So before design school, I was actually an engineer. I was doing mechanical engineering work. Um, I had worked in Fort Mac on an oil sense studying some project management stuff for a pretty big uh, EPC firm. And then I moved into a, an engineering role. And you know, long story short, I was pretty miserable. I was pretty unsatisfied with the, with the work, just the career in general. Um, so I started looking at architecture as an option, but I needed a portfolio, like a design portfolio to get in. So I started taking some night classes at ACAD just to you know, freshen up my drawing skills, make a couple posters, et cetera, some things to throw in. And I just ritual design classes I was taking. And yeah, I, I compared that to my previous experience with uh, U of C. And I really liked the idea of having these small class sizes and uh, like hands-on professors who have industry experience and everything like that. So it just, uh, it all kind of fell together that way. And that was the, the direction I ended up going. Sorry, Tom, I just want to, uh, for the listeners out there, ACAD stands for Alberta College of Art and Design. And ACAD um, did a rebranding uh, about two years ago now um, to the Alberta University of the Arts. So ACAD right. and AU Arts are the same institution. It's yeah, a rebranding into, yeah. Creature of habit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's ACAB. those shorthand <laughs> shortcuts are those brand shortcuts are hard to get to uh, change for sure. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, fast forward to the final year of design here, and I, that's when I met Lynn. And you know, first day in Lynn's class, it was Friday morning, eight thirty. Everyone's a little groggy, and. Lynn just kicks down the door like she's had <laughs> six cups of coffee already and got everyone psyched and I could just tell that was going to be a, a very fruitful relationship I could tell she was going to teach me a lot of stuff and and then how did you get involved with good lawyer how did I get involved with good lawyer yeah. so Brett and I have been buddies since we were like 14 and uh, actually, coincidentally enough, another one of the lawyers, Steve Bodie, who was on the team uh, earlier on, I did the first couple of years of engineering school together. So right. we knew each other that way. And right. uh, yeah, Brett knew I was in design school and it started with designing a, a logo. And then, you know, they gave me another little piece and another little piece. And I think they kind of came to the realization that they were going to need a designer on their team full time. So right. it just, I just slowly got adopted into things and excellent. And, and that, and that's actually going to bleed into a conversation that we're going to have in a bit with you, Lynn, about having the importance of having designers uh, involved in the management decisions. Um, mm -hmm. But before we get there, I, I think just a great place to start for rookies like myself uh, that uh, as familiar with branding as, as both of you are, can you just give us 
uh, like the definition of what branding is and, and also maybe in the perspective of how does it differ from marketing? Because I know people like myself will sometimes use those words interchangeably. They are not supposed to be. So maybe if you can just give us some insight on that. Right. Well, generally branding, the term branding encompasses many things. Um, it defines a name, a look, a color, a shape, a symbol, um, the, uh, a logo, a sound, um, a series of values, what your company believes in, um, or what your customer, a series of values that your customer uh, holds important. Um, and it can be also referred to a positioning strategy to show how your company, your brand is different from your competitors. Um, right. And it, so it essentially shows, it defines who you are as a company or who your company is. Yeah, go ahead, Tom, if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree with all of that. It's branding is a, an extremely holistic thing. I think when I started design, I really thought of the term of branding as like, the, you know, the logo and the colors and the, the whatever, but branding is, it's so much more holistic than that. It's your, it's your values, your, the environment, it's what the public thinks about you. Um, yeah, there's right. such a so holistic would it, would it be safe to say, like, if I were to describe it as your, the brand is your, your personality of the company where let's say marketing is more of how you go about sharing that personality. Is that, is that a fair assessment of, of the difference? That's right. Um, branding okay. is who you are as a company. Marketing is, is all the various ways that you tell people you are. Right. So branding is, is, is the core thing. Marketing is all of the messaging out. And right. you have to start with branding first. Branding comes first. Marketing comes second. Okay, perfect. Yes, no, why? Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> why? Because you can't start telling people, um, you can't, it's, an, it's very difficult to market your product or service unless you know what your product or service is and how you're different from, from your competitors and why right. people should care. So branding right. comes first, marketing comes second, but they're best friends. They're, they they go hand in hand to to communicate the entire message and and propel you, your your business forward. Right, and you know I can I can attest to that firsthand. In 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 the first time that I had to market a, a company, we went directly to marketing. So we got all the social channels running and and ads on various platforms and things like that going. And I, I can tell you that it turned into a mess very quickly because we had no idea what our central message was. Right. Uh, and and also ran into is uh, we ran into a, an unwillingness by some of the senior management to um, really work with that to they, they didn't see the value of a brand. Uh, they thought it was sort of uh, an airy thing that didn't bring in profit that you know, uh, why would I spend time and money on this? So what, what do you say to companies that say, look, like, uh, we sell whatever, uh, we sell widgets, do we really need a brand? People need them who need them, you know, and why are we spending all this time and effort branding our company when everyone knows what we do already? Uh, well, I would say to those customers, those people out there whose branding is not important, I would say think about all of the products and businesses and supplies and services in their own lives that they right. are um, 
that they feel they have emotional connection to, you know, the Beatles versus Rolling Stones, Macintosh <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right. computer versus IBM computer, or pardon me, or Microsoft computer, um, uh, anything. Um, and New Balance running shoes, shoes versus Adidas. Sure. All of the very thing, very things, uh, very same things that are in your home, on your desk, right. in your bathroom, in your fridge. Uh, those, those products and services you people have emotional connections to them so branding is the core that's the foundation upon which six successful um businesses and services um, grow so that's what i'd say look look in your own fridge or your own your own bookshelf yeah. And, and Tom, feel free to jump in on this one too, but it seems like what you get a brand, whether you like it or not, is kind of the thing that I learned from working with this other Thanks. company a while ago is that we did have a brand and our brand was shitty. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, yeah. and we, we paid for that, you know, uh, oh, that, you that paid for it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. In, in, in the, in a vacuum, your audience, your customers will create a brand for you. And that might not be very flattering. So it's to your business tactical advantage to get out way out in front of your audience or your customers and uh, throw them some breadcrumbs, give, give them right. a story, tell them who the people are, tell them who the story is, what the story is, the values are, um, give them something to sink their hearts into. Now you notice I don't mean get their hands on, but hearts, we want, we want to, <laughs> Absolutely. You want to activate their emotional response to to the product or service um, to the brand, and that that's really the ultimate goal is to create emotional connections with your customers. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. The emotional play is so important. Every every project we ever do starts with research on who your target is, what kind of brands they respond to, what kind of messaging they respond to. Yeah, all of that so, stuff so, is so important. So, Tom, maybe just real quickly here, how did you go about then developing the brand for Good Lawyer? You uh, is sort of a natural process that emerges, or, or are you quite deliberate about the message and the, and the perception that you want to have out in the public? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was fully intentional, and really, it started off because we really did have a strong set of values that good lawyer was based on our whole thing is correcting the access to justice issue right, right. and making lawyers yeah. friendly and accessible and relatable and like you look at current lawyer branding and it's like you know a person in a suit against like a stone wall absolutely it's all it's all the same all the lawyer branding is the same so i mean for us to make something that was fresh and new and friendly and like client facing was comparatively not that difficult if we had been in you know like food delivery and we're doing you know skip the dishes and DoorDash and all that you know those guys have a, a harder time I think creating a differentiative brand whereas good lawyer has had a pretty easy time making a brand that stands apart from the traditional offering well, and not to sell yourself too short, Tom, because you've done a fantastic job, and uh, <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's not kid ourselves. Yep. That's uh, I've I I've tried to create one myself, and I know that that is way easier said than done. And I, again, I'm 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 supposed to be a little bit impartial here, I guess, but no, that you've done awesome. So, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and to the to the credit of the rest of the team, I mean, I can't take the entire credit. Uh, I got to give Brett. I got to give Brett serious props. The guy is not a designer, and he has no design education and no design props. But man, he's got he's got a really strong design intuition, and he is nice. he's helped a lot on the branding stuff. And Parker as well. Parker's been super, super helpful with all of the app design and everything. And like all of that stuff is part of the brand as well. A lot of the messaging and the UI and the UX, like all that stuff just permeates the brand. So, so, and Brett, Brett and Parker are the other two co-founders of Good Lawyer, Good Lawyer for those who don't know. So, um, so switching gears here a little bit, uh, Lynn, I did want to ask, okay, so we're, we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic at the moment. Uh, this is throwing wrenches into a lot of processes. This very conversation, including that, as we're having some technical difficulties with the uh, internet connection here. Uh, but how, how do you go, how has branding changed in the COVID era? What, what, it, what does this cause to do differently, if anything? Well, I think what, the, first of all, we should just start by saying it's emergency entrepreneurialism. Right. You know, it, it, Love that. it's how it's true, right? It's yeah. how to run a business during an emergency or how to launch a business during an emergency. So let's, right. let's look at it like that. It's not um, typical. Also, I would say as part of that, um, things are so right now, this, this time has been a, uh, an example of reaction. We've had to do a lot of reacting as a, as a society right. very quickly, shut down, open up, shut down, you know, this, this, but I've also heard that people are taking time to slow down. And as business owners, we can do ourselves a favor for assessing our business. What is working? What is not working? Um, try to figure out that, try to deconstruct what's working and try to figure out ways to, do more of what's working and scale it up. Um, so right. this is also a really great opportunity. So, so switching gears here a little bit, Lynn, I, I, I find one of your thoughts and one of the notes that you sent me quite interesting. And you, you talk about designers on the management team and the, the importance around that. Now, I come from, again, obviously a legal background, uh, also a business background. And I'll tell you, there's not too many designers that crack even middle management in most companies, right? Like they, once the decisions have been made, they then get sort of the marching orders and they're tasked to do the best they can with that. You see things that maybe the, their value can be used better if they have a bit more say in the company. Can you just expound on, uh, uh, on yeah. that and, and why you think that? Yeah, sure. Sure, Matt. Yeah, I really, I see it. Um, I see it in all of my research that I do. The, the best companies, the ones that I'm most emotionally connected to, they have a strong design team. They have a creative, creative director um, or a marketing creative or, or some kind of a, a creative input into the, um, the business decisions of the companies. Our company, the company uh, Coco Co that, that I work at is the same. We have um, myself as the graphic designer, the, the chief, the brand designer, the design director. Uh, I'm at the table for every discussion and meeting and, um, and, and decision because uh, it, it helps us get a, a leg up on all of the decisions we're making. So you know how, Matt, you said you, you had an experience in a previous business life where, where your brand was not, you didn't develop your brand enough and therefore all of the other uh, actions you made afterwards weren't as successful, right? right. 
But if there's a designer or a, a designer who understands brand and visual communication and PR and is tech savvy and understands how to strategically apply brand through all of the marketing messages, you've saved thousands of dollars. You've, you've, you've saved all this time. You've got a leg up and you are way ahead of the game. And I think, I think Tom's presence uh, with um, Good Lawyer demonstrates that. He, he knows and lives the brand. And so, you know, the, the, there's always with our brand, yes, no, and then you move forward from that. So, so it's, it's an invaluable. I strongly believe that. I say that to all my students in my class. Designers are way more than, um, than you know, making pretty pictures and logos. Right. We are. <laughs> Even though, Tom, we, you do a great job of that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Thank <Design> <laughs> Designers add strategic value at the board table. Um, and most designers are entrepreneurs, by the way, about, about 50%, a little bit more of designers that graduate from uh, university degree granting institutions like Alberta University of the Arts are themselves entrepreneurs. So they are business owners. And what better way to get great um, tactical experiential device than from another business owner who's an expert in visual communication. Well, and, and abs absolutely. And, and Tom, maybe you can just speak to your experience as being a co-founder of a startup tech legal company, uh, obviously background as engineer and, but as well as uh, a designer and, and you've been at the table every step of the way. Uh, how, how do you feel that your, uh, you know, branding and marketing influence has helped good lawyer in, in the ways uh, that Lynn was saying there? Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely attest to the fact that designers are more than just people who make pretty pictures. Uh, we had a lot of classes where we had designed brands and apps and kinds of things. And right. there were some damn good ideas in there. Some students had some projects that I was like, shit, this could be, yeah. this could be something mm -hmm. if, if they did it, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, 100%. I think they're just creative people in general, you know? So right. creativity will always open the door for, for new things and having that voice on your executive team is just, it's an extra voice that brings a train of thought that might not otherwise be there. Um, people, people who know me, people who I'm friends with are probably sick to death of hearing me say this, but I always talk about Airbnb as my favorite example because Airbnb, everybody knows Airbnb. It is a massive $30 billion plus company right. and it was co-founded by two graphic designers. So I mean, there's, there's a, a wide, wide bucket of graphic designers who right. are very entrepreneurial and have those kind of ideas. So, right. And, and to, oh, sorry, go ahead, Lynn. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and ideas are usually generated like, like in your example, Tom, by, by, by assessing, researching and assessing the way things are and recognizing where there's a gap, where there's an opportunity. And I think uh, designers are trained to do that in design school. And that's why I think designers are, are strategic, add strategic tactical advantage to management teams. They're trained to identify the gaps and fill them. Just to add on that too, like the entire environment of the education is so collaborative and you have critiques on every project where the entire class will create on your project and you get feedback. And I think just the, the profession in general, like we are, 
brainstormers. We are all about teamwork and having conversations on how to make things better. And like just collaboration is kind of the nature of uh, the branding strategy. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people coming together with ideas like that and being open about their ideas being good or not good or flopping or being successful is just such a solid addition to any team. Well, and Tom, right. you, you've been instrumental in the design of the product too, right? Like the actual, the flow of the business, the flow of the website, all of that. And I think a lot of times people think of that as the developer, you know, the, the guy who, who builds and who codes the website. But obviously uh, there's that other side of things that I know you've been instrumental to, like the UX. Uh, that, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't care how well uh, coded a site is, it has to feel natural and good uh, going through it, whether it be an app or site or whatever it is. Uh, and, and you know, it, it's very interesting, obviously, Goodler having uh, taken your advice, whether they knew it or not, Lynn, and having a, uh, a designer uh, from the beginning. Right. And it's and it's paid, I can say just as someone who's involved, it's paid dividends. So I, I don't know if I would have believed that uh, a year ago, but I absolutely have, be, have seen the light. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That I'm very happy to hear that. It, yeah, me too. It's really important. Now, I want to just rem, just go back just to say that, you know, what, what Tom had said earlier, one of the key brand differentiators um, of the of Good Lawyer is accessibility, right? So right. They're, they're, working, they're working against the hundreds and hundreds of years of this idea of lawyer, the lawyer is the bad guy right. or gal, exactly. right? And that is a, a concept and archetype that has been passed on generation after generation. So that's a big archetype to um, work against. But right. um, through through really good, smart business decisions on your side and through Tom's assistance, you've made accessibility and ease of use, accessibility right. visually obvious throughout every channel. And that again goes back to the brand. And that's that's he, you guys. If you didn't have Tom, you yeah. might, or if you didn't have a designer on team you might have wasted your time and money and you might not have been able to capitalize on this it certainly would not have situation. been as smooth and it's interesting yeah. to use the word archetype because it actually kind of is at this point is it in fact a fun mm -hmm. fact about good lawyer we've actually banned the use of hair gel i'm absolutely kidding but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah but no you're right it is it is uh redefining what law is and if if your site says, hey, this is business as usual and operates business as usual and seems a little bit clandestine and not open, um, you're, you're going to have people, you know, recognizing that archetype. And, and again, you're absolutely right. Our, our mission obviously is access to justice at the end of the day. And yeah, uh, having an accessible site, uh, it's not as maybe as kind of funny as that sound is so important so to important. that all uh, brand, right? Right. So. And your customer might not intellectually understand Right. Why exactly. this, but they feel it. It's like exactly. it's a gut level, intuitive feeling uh, reaction to right. a positive or negative. And, right. and that's that's where designers are, are super trained on tapping into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Lynn, uh, yeah. I want to be respectful of your time here. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to have to have you on for part two because <laughs> I know we part didn't two. get to half, half <laughs> notes here. Uh, and this has been excellent. This has been a lot of fun. Um, but I do have to ask you before you go, uh, mm -hmm. just, uh, I always ask, is there any books or resources that you'd like to recommend to people, that, whether that be branding or otherwise that have, that have helped you along your journey? hundred percent. Yes. I, I love, love, love James Clear. 
I, I, and you know, that's his birth name, James Clear, but he talks <laughs> about, he wrote, has written, published a book called Atomic Habits. Excellent. And he writes about um, how, in, how uh, intention and, and doing things intentionally can create habits in your life that help you move forward and, and help you achieve goals. And it, this is not a self-help book in that, in that flaky way. This, James Clear is, is a clear and uh, clean writer, and he, this, uh, this Atomic Habits book is excellent. And he also, um, he, he gives a lot of his content away for free um, because he, he wants to be known for, for his, his content. Um, so if you can, go to his, you can go to his website at jamesclear.com and sign up for the 321 newsletter. And it's, um, you know, it's just a fantastic bit of joy in your email inbox every few weeks is fantastic. Um, I also like The Fix by Chris Neeland. Chris Neeland is one of the principals of a Calgary-based design firm that does global work, and it's called Cult Collective. That's the design or the branding marketing firm. Um, I'm sure they hire designers and they work with designers, but they're primarily marketing. And I like The Fix because it talks about um, how the old ways are not working. And the new ways, uh, entrepreneurs really need to grab a hold of the new ways of doing business. So I recommend that. Um, currently on um, Cult Collective's website, which is cultideas.com, they offer a series of free videos uh, to help you figure out what to do in uh, the crisis that we're in. So those are two books that I would recommend, business type books. Um, and the podcasts that I would recommend that I love, 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 are how I built this with Guy Raz. I know Tom, you love that yeah. podcast yeah. as well. That's that one's from NPR. Love it. Um, and one that I've been listening to more often lately than not is it's called Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. And I, I though I'm not a big fan, <laughs> the two guys, the, <laughs> the two co-hosts, and they have this kind of manic laughter, which at first off put me because uh, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> but, but yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh. But I actually, if I, I, I stuck it out, I listened to long enough, and there's actually some very good nuggets of information. And then there's always a little bit of a marketing push in the middle there. But um, I, I think it's good. It's there's some good jewels. Oh, in that's there. fantastic! So, I, I, I might be uh, just booked my weekend and having to edit out that stupid laugh now, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. That. <laughs> I heard the laugh and I was like, mm, "That's not going to make that's, the final that's, cut there." That's not. That's not. That might not work. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I'll have to keep it in there. Can uh, I actually? I just want to pipe in something. Uh, yeah, and, and and sorry, just before you do, Tom here, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, these will all be included in the show notes. So do not feel free if you're driving to pull over to the side of the road to write all yeah, this stuff don't, down. But, Tom, don't please, crash. The floor is yours, my friend. Uh, sorry, just how you asked Lynn earlier, you know, what can brands do in this COVID era to help themselves stand, help themselves stand apart? Um, I really agree with everything Lynn said, and I just emphasize to do it humanly. Um, I think people right now are craving that human connection more than ever. So if you can drive some of that through your branding initiatives and your marketing initiatives, I think it goes a long way. Um, with Good Lawyer, especially, you know, we're doing the podcast. We're getting our voices and our team out on the podcast. We're doing a lot of, um, like, team feature highlights on our socials. We're featuring our lawyers on our socials. So we're really trying to connect with the human side of Good Lawyer and put those right. faces put those faces out there. Exactly. Uh, so, Lydia, 
any parting shots, any, uh, any plugs for schools or anything else that you want to get in here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I guess most of all, first of all, I want to say thank you for um, being interested in what I have to say. Um, and um, to all to the graduating class of 2020, um, of graduating class of Alberta University of the Arts in the Visual Communications Department, as well as the graduating classes of all the design schools and all of the universities and high schools and colleges. Congratulations, and this is certainly the weirdest, this is not how I would want it for you. I've said that to my other <sighs> students, but congratulations and uh, well done. Well, if, uh, thank you. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to beat that as a sign off here. So later, I'm just going to take the opportunity to thank you very much. I know you are hectically as busy this week. So, uh, we do very much appreciate you taking the time to come on our uh, little podcast that is hopefully growing quickly. <laughs> My uh, pleasure. And, and with more guests like yourself, I think that will, will happen sooner rather than later. So thank you once again for coming on and, uh, we'd love to have you on again soon sometime. I would love that. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Tom. Amazing. Thank you, Lynn. Cheers. Uh, it's good to talk uh, to you. You too. Bye, guys. Thanks again to Lynn for being on the show and providing us with many insights into the importance of branding. The Good Lawyer Show is produced by Brock Pachelik. If you like what you heard, we'd greatly appreciate if you took a quick second to give us a five-star rating. And of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button to ensure you're not missing any nuggets of wisdom from our fantastic guests. Until next time, we hope you have a great week.